This is Defining Your Target Audience, written and narrated by me, Christina Fenner. If you've been tuning in for a while now, then you've probably heard me use the term ideal clientele quite a bit. But you may be thinking, what does that actually mean? If you have ever dabbled in any kind of business education, chances are you've heard how important it is to have a clear grasp on who you want to market to, or who your target audience is. So today, I want to break it down and explain what this actually means and how you can get started in defining your target audience. During the early years of my business, I kind of thought this whole concept was a crock of shit. And I often thought that anyone who's willing to whip out their checkbook is an ideal client. I laugh now because this is certainly not the truth anymore. So let's dive into how I define my ideal clientele, ways that I market to them and reach them, and how being targeted and niche-oriented has saved me from a lot of miserable working hours. First things first, every business, big or small, has a target audience. Some are much more defined than others, but nonetheless, they exist. These are the people who you are aiming to reach and receive business from because they are the ones most likely to need or want your product or service. By understanding and defining your ideal clientele and then marketing to them, you are increasing your chances of landing a sale. My first and most broad example of this is when I create a Facebook ad. I specify that my ad will only show up on the news feeds of those who are female. I have a lot of other specifications that I make when generating ads, but this is the first one that I make because I know that a majority of the time, it's the females who are looking for and then booking their wedding vendors. If I choose to include the guys on here, then I would be wasting my precious 30 bucks that I put behind this boosted ad to a demographic that generally cares significantly less about my service in the first place. Okay, so let's dive in a little deeper into defining your ideal clientele. Throughout the years, there have been very distinct patterns and attributes within my CFP couples that I have used to base and define my target audience. Most of these are traits or demographic characteristics that my past clients possess that have made us compatible and have overall produced an enjoyable working experience for both of us. So let's say that you book a client, work with them, and then afterwards think, wow, I wish every client I worked with was just like them. This is the most crucial step in determining your target audience. It's the very simple fact of like attracts like. If you want to book more clients like them, then start marketing to people like them. Sometimes it's easier to think of a real person here. So take that client and now every post that you make, every ad that you boost, every piece of marketing material should be created with that client in mind. Let's call her Katie, for example. Think to yourself, would Katie like this? Would she be interested or drawn to this? I know to some of you, this all might sound a little borderline stalkerish, but trust me, it totally works. It also helps to only think of this one client when determining the verbiage or words used in your marketing. It's easier to write and post things when you're speaking to only one person versus an entire crowd of people. News anchors actually use this technique quite a bit, talking and conversating with their co-host rather than speaking directly to the audience. This method can be far less intimidating, and it adds more of a personal, realistic conversation aspect to your marketing. 
rather than just reciting and throwing out information into a sea of people like a stale keynote speaker. So you may be wondering who my ideal client or who my Katie is. And the truth is, my Katie is a made-up person. She's a combination of traits and attributes that I have compiled over the years, loosely based on some of my real clients that I have thoroughly enjoyed working with. My Katie has also varied and changed quite a bit throughout the years as my business has matured and developed. Today, my Katie is 26 years old and has been with her boyfriend for four years. They already own a home and she has attended college and is now a radiologist. Her boyfriend works out of town as a lineman. They do not have kids yet, but have two dogs that they rescued from the local animal shelter. For my Katie, there's a lot more detail and defining attributes that I haven't listed, but as you can see so far, it's pretty detailed with things that have nothing to do with wedding photography, which is totally the point. It's funny because this Katie client of mine might actually sound like or resemble one of your friends, and if that's the case, then I'm spot on with my marketing. More so, if you're even listening to this, there's also a good chance that you fit within my ideal clientele parameters too. The thing is, no bride that I book is ever an exact Katie, because as I mentioned, I've created her based on different clients that I've worked with, and she's also a reflection of who I am and who I can connect with on a personal level. This wasn't exactly on purpose, but I myself now fit within my own ideal clientele parameters which totally gives me an advantage here because generally, the things that I like and care about are things that my target audience will also share an interest in. I won't always and haven't always fit within my own target audience parameters, but right now, I'm totally using it to my advantage. Based on Katie's personal life, this is how I decide what I'm going to share outside of my work. I have always strived to have a very personal-based online presence, So by defining the things about Katie's life, even if they're made up, I can make these assumptions about the things that she cares about and wants to see. This is also why I do so many Instagram polls on my stories, because a decent amount of my audience on there fits my ideal clientele profile, versus on Facebook where my follower audience is much broader. By only creating content specifically for Katie, I'm avoiding wasting time by essentially screaming to the masses about CFP. Because I've spent so much time defining my ideal clientele profile, I've become pretty good at recognizing whether or not we're a good fit just within the first few email correspondence. This may sound crazy, but it's totally true. Some factors that often determine this are things like whether or not they introduce themselves or if they just say, what are your wedding prices? Another one is if they use correct spelling and grammar, yes, really, and if they fill in their phone number with a call text preference. I'm not being judgy here, but these are the main tall tale signs that have helped me in determining quickly whether or not they are in fact a potential Katie. Also, here's something that I 100% stand by. If an inquiring potential client haggles you over your pricing to the point where it's uncomfortable and annoying, This is the biggest heads up that they are not your Katie. I say this with a solid 10 years of truth under my belt. They are not your target audience because they don't believe that your services are worth what you're charging and are likely just looking for the cheapest option. Your ideal clientele will always see the value in your work, period. 
I will say that there is certainly a difference between a potential client going back and forth, trying to beat your pricing down. If you've experienced this, then you totally know what I'm talking about. Versus a potential client responding with something like, thank you for the information. Unfortunately, your services do not fit within our budget. Do you happen to offer a smaller package? I'm sure that you can already tell the difference here, but this second client does value your time and work, but just can't afford your services. There's nothing wrong with a client who may very well fit within your target audience parameters asking if you offer a smaller package or a smaller price. They're not trying to get the same amount of work out of you for less money. They're trying to explore more ways to work with you, but still stay within their budget. I will say that I handle these situations on a case-by-case basis. Sometimes I'm able to make it work, and sometimes I'm not. It's a delicate balance and something that does definitely get easier as you learn to recognize defining factors of your ideal clientele. I've said before that CFP definitely has a type, and this is not meant to be an exclusive or negative thing. It just solidifies that I'm on the right track to speaking to those who actually give a damn about what I've got to say. The content is relevant to them and brings them value. If I have a middle-aged married man trying to request access to join my CFP bride Facebook group, then I'm doing something wrong here. Being in the service-based industry means that we spend a majority of our time working with people, and if we can't get a clear grip on the kinds of people we actually want to work with and attract, then we'll be spending a lot of time miserable and hating our jobs. I want to work with Katie's because I know that generally, Katie's will enjoy working with me. We can genuinely connect, and I can fulfill my mission of delivering a great experience rather than just pretty photos. And if this sounds familiar, it's because my wedding photography packages are always listed and referenced to as an experience rather than a service. This is totally done on purpose because another defining attribute of my Katie is that she is looking for more than just for someone to show up and click a button on the day of her wedding. My CFP brides or my Katie's and I embark on a journey filled with education, resources, and personal connection that only I can provide. This is exactly what allows me to charge a premium price and still continue to book clients year after year. Again, I'm only marketing to those who care about and value our time together before, during, and after the wedding. If you visit my website, chances are you yourself will quickly be able to determine whether or not you are in fact a Katie. Don't get me wrong, there is absolutely nothing wrong with not being my Katie. It just means that you are a perfect fit as another photographer's Katie. To wrap this up, I want you to know that I have rewritten the script for this episode more times than I'd like to count. I've struggled with clearly articulating and explaining the concept of a target audience, and I've second-guessed whether or not I've even scratched the surface. If I've confused you, sorry about that but I want you to know that the main objective here is to be able to attract the type of client that you actually enjoy working with and can serve best, because that's the only way to not only success, but longevity in business. Now, I can't guarantee that you won't ever work with a nightmare client again, but this is how you put yourself on the fast track to significantly decreasing those odds. Don't get caught up into thinking that Katie's don't exist in your area. 
I've said before how much I hate the limiting belief that just because you live in a small town, that people don't care about or want certain things. You don't know what you don't know. Dream big and get specific. It doesn't matter if your Katie is completely made up. Like I said, Katie should be ever-evolving as you and your business grows and shifts. I mentioned in a previous episode how I don't often get ghosted or receive inquiries from people who are not potential ideal clients anymore. This is a direct result of clear and distinguished marketing, and that's exactly what I want for you. Now, do I end up booking every inquiry? No, of course not. But it's still a great sign that my ideal client profile is spot on. I am appealing to people who CFP is a great fit for. Remember that it can be easy to think that appealing to everyone will likely generate more business and more income. This may be true if you're Walmart, but this is certainly not the case for small business. It's not the concept of less is more. It's more like the concept of defined is more. I hope this helps you on your journey to defining and then finding your Katie. Always cheering you on, Christina.